Today's podcast is sponsored by Lara Bar, the original fruit and nut bar brand. Founder Lara American believes that a healthy mind and body begins from within. That's why she created a range of indulgent and delicious bars made from six real ingredients as close to their natural state as possible for more mindful snacking. Lara Bar gives you a tasty treat made of simple, minimally processed, vegan and gluten-free ingredients without added sugar and flavors. Simple, real, delicious. Head over to larabar.co.uk to see all the flavors on offer. This week, I'm joined by Edric Kennedy McFoy, also known as a fit vegan. He's an author and health coach, sharing motivation, inspiration, and knowledge. Over the years, Londoner Edric has become a recognizable face and is now ambassador for Kellogg's plant-based cereal range. His first book, Into the Fire, published by Penguin Random House, about his amazing journey throughout his life and in the fire brigade, details the countless challenges and adversities he overcame to being a health and lifestyle coach today. With over 20 years experience in bodybuilding and training, Edric helps people adopt an active vegan lifestyle, drawing from his own experience transitioning to a plant-based diet. He became a vegan at the age of 33, questioning his former belief systems with an overnight transition. His second book, The Fit Vegan, published in January 2020 by Hay House, acts as a guide to vegans wanting to obtain optimum fitness, as well as anyone contemplating the transition to a healthy vegan lifestyle in which they can thrive. Edric, thank you so much for taking the time out this morning. I'm really looking forward to, you know, just getting to know you better and then introducing you even more to our to our audience, to our community, who I'm sure are going to love all of the things that you have <laughs> to share. You know, for those that might not know that much about you, you were one of the team leaders, one of the heroic firefighters um, who saved Londoners lives from the Grenfell fire and I've heard you talk about it in interviews that you've done I've read excerpts from your book My Life as a Firefighter um, and the part on Grenfell in particular um, which strikes a chord with not just you know me as a Londoner's heart but I'm sure people all over the world Um, and then you went on to leave the fire brigade because of PTSD one of the reasons um, yeah yeah oh one of the reasons okay um but then you know you found your passion by by giving back to others can you tell us a bit about that transition and how you how you found your purpose in that way because you're already coming from a space of such incredible service yeah, I, I I think with me, especially with the, the the fire brigade, even though it's it is a job in which you're giving and you're providing that service, but it's not you know like when you're a kid and you might watch the bill and you think oh, yeah. I want to be I want to be a police officer and you you expect you'll be running down the street chasing robbers all day long and then mm. you join them. There's lots of paperwork and lots of downtime. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty much the same with the, with, with, with the fire service. You know, you're busy sometimes and sometimes you're just not that busy. So sometimes I go to work and I feel fulfilled, like I'm serving a purpose. And, mm. and sometimes I go to work and, and I feel like, is this what I really want to do for the rest of my life? Mm. Because you know, I, I haven't mm. had a job for like a week, you know? So, right. Um, right. so that was something like earlier on in my career that, you know, I always battled with because I loved the job. I, I loved meeting new people and helping people. But I, I felt like, I always felt like I can be doing more. I should be doing more. Mm. You know, I always felt like I'd be more fulfilled if I was in like a, a third world country doing charity work sometimes because it'll just be constantly helping people, not just as and when, you know, and not all the... Mm. Um, but yeah, so 
like I said, I just think in life, there are no coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. Even the PTSD, the depression, the anxiety, that all led me to where I am mm. now. That led me to, um, to meditation. That led me mm. to, to finding uh, yoga. And, you know, and, and I, I do, I believe the purpose of, of, of me experiencing PTSD, depression, anxiety, was so that I'm better equipped to help other people who are going through that mm. because mm. when I talk to people now about their PTSD, about their depression, about their anxiety, you know, they can feel that I'm, yeah, I've had, we all have our own experiences, but mm. they can feel from my experience and they can relate to the things that I'm saying. So it's, 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 you know, you can actually have a, a proper conversation about it. And I just find you're in a, such a better position to help people because they feel like, oh, oh my gosh, this guy actually understands, you know, what I'm, where I'm coming from and how I feel and, and what I'm saying. So, um, mm. yeah, so that was the, that was the start of my transition. You know, I'd already become a vegan and the philosophy. Before of, that? Yeah, before I became a vegan, maybe, yeah, it's been about four four years now. Yeah, so I became a vegan four years ago, and and vegan philosophy and uh, yogic philosophy, uh, you know, they've got very similar mm. concepts, and even share some of the same concepts, like ahimsa, which is mm -hmm. um, part of the yogic principles. It's about abstinence from animal products, harmlessness with reverence for life, integrity of word, thought, and deed, mastery mm, of self. Yeah, 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 non violent. Yeah, so, um, so leaving the fire service, um, in my um, in the headspace I was in, you know, it was a hard time for me, it really, it really was. Even when I left, I didn't really know what I was going to do, I, I didn't have a clue. My head was like, just <laughs> my head was all over the place, and, and it was, it was a scary time, but then it, it's also taught me, um, the beauty of stepping into the unknown. You know, mm. because we're always so comfortable. Like, we don't want to change because, you know, we like being in that comfort zone. But in that comfort zone, it's boring and, and, and nothing ever changes. And you, there's very little growth. And you're just on repeat yeah. doing the same things over yeah. and over again. But when you step into the unknown, you open your worlds to, like, endless possibilities you know one day I'm here next day I'm I just went online and I, I looked at yoga courses in India because I thought oh not I want to teach but I want to learn more about yoga so if I do a teacher's mm. training course you know three weeks later I'm in um, Rishikesh in, in <laughs> India in, in an ashram and it was like that was like single-handedly one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life, you know. I this, this is what I wanted to ask you, actually. What came first? Was it, was it the physical practice? Because I know that yoga and yoga philosophy is a big part of what you do now. But what came first? Was it, was it the practice or was it the philosophy? Because how you're talking, it sounds like the philosophical aspects were already present in your life, and there were already, you know, principles that you were living by. So, you know, I suppose it's yeah, so, the so, Which one came first? So it, it was, it, it was. More so the philosophy, you know, the, the few times I practiced yoga in the past, I wasn't ever really into it. In, in fact, mm. 
when I first discovered yoga, my aunt used to bang on about yoga, yoga, yoga. I was just thinking, like, yoga's not for men, yoga's, yoga's for women. <laughs> and, then, and then I actually went to a yoga class and I just thought, wow. <laughs> well, then, I thought, then I thought, yoga it really is for women because men will struggle to do this. I struggle. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really struggle. I was almost, yeah. you know, so um, I didn't touch it again for, um, for a few years. Um, and it's only when I was going through depression I thought, oh, yeah, let me let me go and do some yoga because I did remember it did still my mind because I did mm. find like it was moving meditation. But I guess for where I was in my life at that point, it was maybe too slow. I was always very active, very you know, I want to go to the gym, I want to run, I want to you know. But um, so, I guess yeah, an element I was, of adrenaline as well. Yeah, because, um, that's you know, that, by that, life choices and career as well. Like exactly, adrenaline would have been a huge exactly. factor. Exactly. Yeah, that's mm. that's it. Exactly there. So. Um, but yeah, but then when I was going through the depression and I, I went to yoga, I, f- I found that, that that was yoga was medicine for me, you know, mm. just, you know, moving meditation, just following my breath, breathing, coming to the end of the class, Shavasana, and I would just stay in there for as long as I could. And it was the only time that I, I found peace and I found stillness and my mind wasn't doing this. Um, so yeah, so then I started to bring that you know, off my mat into my everyday life. And um, I was still struggling with consistency, you know, because you know, when you go through depression, it's like sometimes I've experienced the yoga. I know that if I get up and I go to yoga class, I'm going to feel amazing. But then sometimes I just can't do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. Just, I'm just, sure lots of our listeners will be able to resonate with that because we all know the things that we should be doing. We yeah. just don't do them for you whatever just, reason. You just, yeah. yeah, you just don't do it. You, I'm just not feeling. It. It's, <laughs> it's it's like you know this is this is your medicine. This is what you need. Absolutely. To get rid of the depression. <laughs> but it's the depression that holds you back. You're you're in that dark space, and that's why I thought to myself, you know, if I take myself away from England to an ashram in Rishikesh, where mm-hmm. I'm enrolled in a program, and I have to do it every day. You know, mm. that's be the best thing for me, and it and and it was. So I did that um, deep immersion into it. Yes, deep. I, I I love throwing myself, you know, into things, and I mm. came back and I just started incorporating yoga into my training with my clients because I was already doing like meditation with them because I, mm-hmm. I speak to some of them and I say meditation really helps me. So at the end of this session, when we do a stretch, we'll just do like five minutes of meditation for some of them. I just call it breathing because some people think, oh, meditation, I've, I've tried yeah. to do that. But it's like, just breathe, just follow your breath. Yeah. I was going to say, what kind of meditations did you, did you do with people to, to ease them in to the concept of meditation without them fully, <laughs> fully realising? I'll, um, I'll just say, you know, we're going to do, I call it like guided breathing for some people. I, I say, I'll take your guided meditation. I just want you to close your eyes, you know, still your mind, relax, you know, don't worry about trying, don't try, meditation isn't something that you do, it's something that happens, so don't mm. try and get rid of these things in your head and, oh, no, no, I can't stop, I said, if something comes into your head, that's fine, I said, just, <laughs> just sit back and watch it, I said, you'll soon realise that, you know, you're not your mind, we think that it's us doing all this chatter, chatter, but when you find that silence, and you sit back and you just follow your breath and breathe, 
you can actually see your thoughts and, and hear hear them and you then realize oh hang on a minute i'm the consciousness within mm. you know i'm not my mind just like you i'm not my body you're not your body you're not your mind you're the consciousness within and you can separate the two and then you can get to a, a place eventually where your mind is 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 your friend and working with you not working against you because i think you know when you're using your mind properly or you're using your mind it's the greatest tool but with most people it's the mind that's in control of them you know yeah, all the habits we have that's not you it's it's your mind you know mm. if we know something's not good if i know that's not good for me but i still i'm going to go and still eat it that's not me you know that's not a conscious choice it's something's in control of me it's my mind i'm not in control and that's why you know part of yoga and the philosophy is, is and veganism is about self mastery you know mastering yourself i just finished a um a 40 day fast yeah you you were doing i saw on social media yeah. you did a 30 days of it was watermelon right and then the last 10 days, days right three days watermelon and the last 7 days just water yeah i really wanted to ask you about this <laughs> can you tell us all about how that whole thing started what made you pick watermelon you know just tell yeah, us about I'll, the whole thing so so um you know my younger brother has done a few fasts he i watermelon fast watermelon fast and i thought to myself oh what you know what are the benefits and he's telling me about the benefits and he's telling me you know when he meditates he gets so much deeper it's yeah, so like yeah definitely Yeah, so I started doing a little reading, a little research, and I, you know, I was intrigued because I just thought, okay, reshape your relationship with food. Obviously, a water fast is the best fast mm. that you do. But if if you've got to go to work, if you've just got to not even work, if you've got things <laughs> <Function>. to do, <laughs> other people to communicate with, yeah, you know, you, you you can't you can't do it. Water fast, you need to go away, be by yourself, be in a safe space, or be around supportive people. Have absolutely nothing to do, and And then, and then you're fine. So watermelon fast is the next best thing because it's 92% water. And then it's got, it hasn't got many calories, but it's got enough calories to get you by. And it's, you know, it's got um, vitamins, minerals. So you, you, you can get adequate nutrition from watermelon to get by. So I just thought to myself, last year I did try water fast for like five days and stupidly i i was going to crossfit at the same time and oh my yeah. goodness so it was like <laughs> yeah. I, that was very stupid you know the whole point of a fast is to heal and 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 rest your body and you know exerting yourself in any way shape or form apart from a walk or light yoga or light stretches isn't self love but I went into it just, oh, yeah, I'm a drink. I can do anything. I can drink water and train. No, I couldn't. It, it, it just ruined, it ruined me. So this time I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to be sensible. I'm going to, um, I'm going to treat myself with love and care. And I'm going to cleanse my digestive system. And I'm going to reshape my relationship with food. Because even though I'm quite healthy in, in, in my eating, I still abuse my body like most of us. Because do I only eat when I'm hungry? The answer to that question is no. That is self-abuse because our body tells us when to feed it. I'm hungry, feed me. Mm. But we don't just eat when we're hungry. We eat emotionally. We, we eat because someone's offered us food. You know, if I just had my dinner and I go to my friend's house and, 
you know, they're dishing up something nice. Like, Ed, do you want some? Are you hungry? Oh, I'll yeah. Say, no, I'm not hungry, but that smells good. I can eat. And, you know, and, and we'll keep on eating. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When I'm eating my dinner, if I get to a point where I'm full up, I, I'm going to finish what's on my plate because that's what I've been taught growing up. That you're not yeah, leaving exactly. the table until you finish all your food. Mm, I just thought mm. to myself, we're grown now. You know, we've got to listen to our bodies, you know, listen to your body. So I thought I'm going to do the watermelon fast. So I did a 10-day watermelon fast the month prior. Mm-hmm. I got to day eight and I just felt like I never want to see another watermelon again. <laughs> I did the last two days and then I broke my fast and I was just eating normally again. So it, it's like I had the cleanse, yeah, but I didn't reshape my relationship with food. Right. And because I didn't, I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to give it a couple of weeks. I'm going to do it again. But Edric, what can you do differently this time to make it easier? What did you learn? And I, and I learned that I was eating watermelon for like breakfast, lunch, dinner when I'm hungry. So it's like I wasn't listening to my body still. Mm. You know, I wasn't just eating when I'm hungry. If I have two bites of watermelon and I feel full up, I wouldn't just leave it. I'd, I'd have more. So I thought this time, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to eat when I'm hungry. If I have two chunks of watermelon and I feel full up, even though I know I'm going to be hungry again in 10 minutes, I'll wait for my body to tell me I'm hungry again before before I feed it. Yeah, because we're so conditioned to, you know, have our regular meals. And especially those of us that know about training, it's all about consistency with the meals and making sure you're getting all that nutrition and inverted commas, you know, but our ancestors weren't designed to have regular meals at regular times. We ate when we got the food and exactly. and then, right? So somehow we've done this in, in, I suppose you could say modern society, certainly the last few hundred, perhaps thousands of years, that we're now telling ourselves that we have to have to eat, you know, three slash four meals in a day, or some people say five meals in a day and, you know, all this sort of stuff it's- that's there around it. We've stopped listening to our own bodies. Exactly. And our our, our bodies have their own innate wisdom. Yeah. You know, yeah. you say, listen to your, you know, what does your gut tell you? You know, People have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And the, the thing that just fascinates me is that we're so quick to, to listen to everybody else but the person who knows your body the most, your body. Who knows your body the most? The doctor or your body, you know, and that what I've learned as well is that we're all so different. What mm. works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you at all. Mm. It might do the opposite, you know, for you. So I'm always, a, I'm a big believer in trying things, just being open, you know, trying everything with an open mind and just listening to your body, you know. Oh, how do I feel, you know? So I'm doing this watermelon, get away from my mind's telling me I'm hungry. No, just do the watermelon and just sit back, relax, breathe, and just see how you feel. And so many people who have done this um, watermelon fast, who I've guided through it now, have felt so much more energy just having watermelon than they did before because it's like you're you're harming your body with some of the things that you're eating. So even though you're, there's so many nutrients that you're not getting, you're still in a healthier place than before. I lost... My aim was never to lose weight. I've never cared about really how I look, you know, as long as I've been healthy. That's always been my main thing. But I, I lost 13 kilos in the 40s. Oh, 40 my goodness. Days. Oh, just absolutely shredded. 
I lost fat. I lost a combination of fat, muscle, mm. and water. And so, mm. so many people say, oh, but how much muscle will I lose? Because, and I'm just like, so many people are so concerned with the external before mm. the internal. See, what I learned here is I actually looked straight after my water fast, I actually looked in the best shape I've ever looked mm. in my life. So what mm. I learned from that is when you take care of the inside first, the outside takes care of itself. Mm, you know, I wasn't yeah. training. I was just doing light yoga, you know, and eating watermelon and drinking water and meditating. That's all I was doing. And I felt amazing. And, um, was, can yeah. I ask you a question about, so, so watermelon is a fruit, so there's carbs in that. So it wasn't, um, would it, would it put you into ketosis? The sugar content isn't, that high but you won't reach ketosis mm. on a watermelon fast right i only hit ketosis um when i did the seven day oh afterwards day. afterwards yes i did the 33 right. straight into the seven so by day 36 of my fast you know that's that's when i achieved <laughs> yeah. ketosis which is it's just horrible isn't it when you just feel yes. It's horrible. But it's, it's, I find this amazing as well because as soon as as soon as that transition actually happened, yes, and your body is now using um, fat as its energy source and no mm. longer carb because your glucose glu, uh, glycogen stores are depleted. I just felt fine again. And it was yeah, just, exactly. It was like wow, and I even felt for a moment, oh, oh, this is good. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on keto. <laughs> yeah. But then for me, it's it's things like that um even though when we're born you know our our um, main energy source is fat from the breast milk we, you know we mm. haven't having carbs but for me fruits ever some people say oh yeah carbs no carbs are bad but it's, it's like people throw carbs all in the same bracket so that's like <laughs> chocolates and crisps in with sweet potato <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know with, yeah with, which, which which doesn't make sense. So I, I, for me personally, you know, and I won't knock what anyone else is doing. You know, I'd, I'd always say, do what works for you. You yeah, know, do yeah. what works for you. But for me personally, I just found that I need balance in my life. You know, I need to have, <laughs> you know, a good balance of fruit and healthy yeah. carbohydrates, my quinoa, my my sweet potato. You know. Oh my, yeah. It's did we so have a full watermelon a day or like a bit of a watermelon? It's, what did it, the what did your greengrocer think? Was he like, Edric, what's going it, on? <laughs> Before I left, I was walking into Sainsbury's and people would just look at me. Well, I'll carry a, a trolley full of watermelon. <laughs> Seriously, it, it, it looked like I was possessed. Um, it, it, it was it was totally again. It was totally dependent on on my activity levels throughout the day because if I. Right was having a day where I won't do much. And obviously I don't require that many calories or that much energy. So, you know, my body wouldn't ask me what I'm But if I'm a day where I've done yoga in the morning, I've trained a few clients, I'm training for my clients, I'm working out myself, then, you know, I think at most I went through three, three a day. And I tried not to have any watermelon after like 7, yeah, 7 p.m. Oh, so you're also doing intermittent? On some days, <laughs> I, on some days I, I, I would. I'd try to do it all the time. But then once okay. again, if my body was telling me I want some food, I'll, I'll eat. It's just like babies. Yeah. When you think about it, you know, 
you've got a baby. <laughs> a baby cries. Mm. Breast milk. Here you go. The baby yeah. turns the head away from the breast milk. <laughs> I'm no longer hungry. So, and that's just listening to the body. So I try to I'm get rude. myself back. <laughs> that state, you know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're like, I'm done now. Yeah. They scream for it, and then when they when they're done, and then we sort of we sort of train ourselves out of that. Hey. Yeah. It's the, 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 the transition <laughs> back into back into eating as well is very important because it's so easy to finish your fast. And once you start eating, if you don't integrate slowly, you know, I went back in with the fruit. And then I was doing not just watermelon. I did just watermelon at first. Then I did, you know, other fruits. I opened it up to other fruits. And then I started to to do um, like soups, you know, vegetable Mm. soups. And then, um, and it's only now really that I've just started having like oats again and quinoa with veg. But, but, Mm. But now, like before, I'd still have, you know, like mock meat sometimes. Mm. Every now and again, I'll have like, you know, like a pioneer plant-based sausages or something like that, or an honest burger, like every now and again, an honest burger. Now, after the fast, I can, I don't look at those things as food anymore. Something I used to look at before and and crave, oh my God, I can't wait wait to eat that. I don't look at it as food anymore. And what also helped that is, have you heard of um, a skio device, a skio test or bioresonance testing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I booked a health check. I wanted to do a health check um, for after the 40-day fast. Mm, I, couldn't yeah. get, I couldn't get one till the, the 18th of September. So right. I, booked it any, I booked it anyway. And then right. when I was in Cyprus, um, a friend of mine who'd had a brain tumour um, a few years ago, and she said she found this um, centre through a, a friend who'd had a brain tumour, and they did this... Um, by a resonance test with a skio device, they put like a bracelet around your wrist, your ankle around your head, and it gives you like six thousand like readings. So, you know your heart health, liver health. You know it tells you absolutely everything. So I booked in, and mm. I actually went and had this test done on day forty. Of in Cyprus. My, in Cyprus, yeah. Right. Okay. On day forty of my um of my fast, and and what I learned was just so fascinating because lady looked at me and she she said after talking for 10 minutes and just doing the preliminary tests she said i'm so curious as to um why you're here she said you're physically very fit um mm. you've told me you're vegan we've been speaking about nutrition um you eat very well um and you've just told me you've today is day 40 of your fast and she says fasting is single-handedly the best thing that any human being can do for their body. So I'm just really curious as to why you're here. Most people come here with cancer, looking for alternate, alternative medicines. And mm. I said, I'm here to find out what I don't know that's going on inside here that may just kill me one day. And I came out of there. Extreme thing to say. It, no, but it's very it, valid. It, hey, Black Panther. You know, I, I, I look and I just think to myself, you found out you had cancer at stage three. Yeah. You know, I just had my first health. I'm 30. I turned 37 years old in Cyprus and I just had my Happy first. Birthday. Thank you very much. I just had my first health check ever at the age of 37. Mm-hmm. So my whole life growing up, even after turning vegan, even after realizing that, oh my gosh, for years I've been eating all this crap that isn't mm-hmm. good for me. I'll still go out and buy cars and buy this, buy that. 
but I wouldn't book in to get a health check and get my bloods done. I couldn't even remember what um, what blood group I was when they asked me, oh, what blood group are you? And I was just like, I, I, I knew when I was a kid, I just, <laughs> I really can't remember. So that was the reason that, that, that I went. So I, I, I found out that my, my iron was low. I found out my vitamin K was low. I found out I had a lot of radiation in my body. I found out that I'm allergic to milk. I found out that I shouldn't be eating lettuce or strawberries or raspberries or pears. Um, it picked up that, that I was watermelon about, wasn't on that list. No, thank God. Didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, so it, it it picked up it picked up fourteen percent um, alcohol toxicity in my liver. I've never been a big drinker, but when I was twenty eight, I went through three months where I was just going out a lot. Um, it picked up eleven oh. percent milk toxicity in my liver. I haven't drank milk for five years. So it's just like all these things, like now I can action it. Now I could do my liver cleanse. She also told me, I mean, I knew this to a degree, but not to this extent. She said, we get maybe 10 to 20% of the nutrients from our food now that we used to get 200 years ago. She said, Mm. you cannot, you you cannot get everything you need from food. You need to supplement, and there's me just taking, uh, you know, multivitamin and and B12, and then I and then I actually talk to people about veganism, even in my book. Yeah, you know, if yeah. you take B12 and you take a multivitamin, you, you know, that, that that should be fine. And that, but it's like, what's that based on? That's that's based on what I've read, research, and that all means nothing. You know, even what I tell you, that's based on me and my learnings about me. You need to go and mm. check for yourself. Would that be your biggest um, takeaway from having gone through that experience yourself, that this is something that everyone should do and everyone should get checked? 100%. I say this, I've come back now, I've got this this radiation chip that protects you from radiation. She's saying like the Wi-Fi, the 5G on your phone, switch the Wi-Fi off in your house, don't go to sleep with your phones in the room. So she could detect that? in your body when you're in Cyprus after your fast about how much radiation was in your system because of all of these day-to-day exposures that we that yes. we experience yes seriously the, the, the test blew my mind even um my friend yeah. when, she, when she was telling me about her own test she actually brought out the sheets with all these graphs on it and it tells you like literally things that you wouldn't even believe like to do with your emotions to do with your um spirituality your chakras whether they're in alignment it picked up i pinched a nerve um in my neck um maybe six months ago and it's still giving me pain and i forgot to mention it because i was just so blown away by everything else i was learning and she said oh what's wrong with your with your neck your 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 back the shoulder here and i and i said oh oh yeah yeah i pinched nerve she goes oh i can see that you've got a lot of cold in there cupping would really help that um What's wrong with your eyes? And I just said, since she said that straight away, I just thought, yeah, nothing's wrong with my eyes. So I just said, <laughs> that's what I thought straight away. Like, no. like, yeah, I got you. I said, no, nothing's wrong with my eyes. And she said, what's wrong with your eyes? And I said, my vision's perfect. Nothing's wrong with my eyes. She said, when you remember, if you remember whilst you're here, what's wrong with your eyes, make sure you tell me. So I just sat down and just thought about it for a minute. And for the last year, randomly, every couple of months, I just get really itchy eyes and because it's it just happens every now and again i just totally forgot about it but it picked that up you know 
this would be really interesting for people, many people who already think that they live a healthy, you know, a healthy lifestyle. I'm certainly one of them. And the things that you're saying to me are really blowing my mind. You know, I, I feel like I live a really healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I might have those mock meets that you were talking about every so often. And I might indulge, um, especially before keto. You know, I might have like a big yeah. foodie kind of night sometimes. Um, but overall, you know, with activity, yoga, meditation, breath work, um, vegetarian slash vegan, you know, all of these things, yeah. we think, oh, yeah, but, you know, I'm healthy. You know, that's exactly. what we tell ourselves. Exactly. exactly. And, and, and because, yeah, and because how you feel as well, I've always felt healthy, you know, yeah. vibrant. And, and I just thought to myself, yeah, this is, this is amazing. I, 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 I want to share this with as many people as possible because I just think that like once a year at least like me I'm going every six months you know mm. I've already booked an appointment to go back to there in in Cyprus in in Amazing. four months time just because you know I've, I've come back to England I'm doing my liver cleanse I'm taking all my supplements I'm supposed to be um, taking and then I'm going to go back and do the test again are and there not places in the UK that you would do it you know, I did oh, look. You're going to be coming I, to Cyprus with you in six months. <laughs> come, come on! Like the more the merrier. I, I did look in the UK, but a lot of the places are still um, um, the ones that are opened are maybe partially open, and they've got such a backlog mm. of mm. people throughout COVID who you know missed their mm. appointments um, that it it, it was very hard to get appointments. So I just thought you know an excuse to to go to Cyprus again, not that need <laughs> one. You know, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back, and I think it's it, it will also be good to to tally up what they've said to me against on the 18th when I go and get my um, health check, where they take mm. my blood and check mm. this and check that. Tally that up because you know this mm. is this is like modern medicine, and that's like alternate this skio device and bioresonance energy, and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just you know have a have an idea of you know what's what. But I just think. Like for me, health is wealth, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And my mum died um, two days before her 55th birthday. And I thought, I thought she was healthy. You know, when she died, I was 22. And I, I was thinking to myself, oh, why my mum? She was such a beautiful person. And, and she was so healthy. Mm. And da, da, da. But now when I think about my mum and her lifestyle and how she ate, it doesn't surprise me at all that she's not here. Oh. Not at all. Not, oh. one, not, not one bit. But for me at the time, like... Yeah, my mum's like pretty healthy, but you know, she didn't exercise. You know, she you know she ate like all these different meats and all this crap food that we shouldn't be eating. You know, she's stressed out a lot throughout her life trying to bring up three kids, and mm. and it's like, yeah, that's what I've learned: actions, consequences. And this is what I say to people: I'll give you all this inf- information because it's here. We need to like just just take it. What you choose to do with it. It's mm. your business, but I'm just saying yeah. I'll give you the information because I love you, I love everyone. But just don't be surprised, you know, if you live a certain lifestyle and you know, yeah, you might not get cancer, you might not get diabetes, but you just might. So when it happens, don't act surprised. When people say, Oh, they do this and me to me, there's antibiotics, there's hormones, there's this, there's that, and you just bypass that and just think I'm I'm gonna eat it anyway. Don't be surprised, you know. A big film that may, many people listening to this may have seen will be Game Changers, which is about changing perceptions, about ultimate health, performance, um, how traditionally it was believed that a carnivorous or an omnivorous diet um, 
would be the only way that you can achieve that, you know, optimum health. And then we yeah. had the first, um, was it World's Strongest Man title, that Patrick... Patrick Bo- Bowman or something. Bobumian? Yeah, I don't want to yeah, say it yeah. wrong. And then Sam Rudy. But that was in yeah, so that was 2008. Yeah. And then he won it again in 2011. So that really would demonstrate, you know, it's sustainability. It wasn't just this sort of like PR stunt in 2008. Um you know, and then we've got this film out there, which is so many people just saying, I loved the thing about how when they analysed the bones of, of the gladiators. Yes. Um, and they found that they were like, oh, this blows my mind, that they were on a plant-based diet. Yes. Yeah. And then you've got your book out, which came out this year called The Fit Vegan. You yeah. know, so so what what was it that made you actually turn vegan and use this as a philosophy to approach your own training and progress and that of your clients as well like what created that shift because exactly how you said about information the information is out there it's been out there for years for decades for hundreds of years not just in the yoga community you know because many people just associate that as like a sort of way fleeing kind of thing yeah right so it's been there but people people are now more and more waking up to it what was it that changed it for you okay so my my vegan journey it's funny with vegan everyone's going to have a different why you know yeah when they they transition so mine was i I watched um i was challenged um to watch a documentary called earthlings Um, oh yes yes earthlings um it's a whacking uh phoenix the narrator um by a girl who i just went on a date with and she was vegan and you know at the end of the day i was like Oh yeah, by the way, why why are you vegan? <laughs> why are you vegan? And she said, Oh, casually, you know, said, I don't think other animals or beings should have to die so I can eat them when I don't have when I don't have to. And I, that was powerful. And I just thought to myself, oh man, that's you're really I thought you're a really nice person. <laughs> you're a really nice person. That's that that's powerful. But it didn't make me think about it. And All right, she, so you didn't try veganism because of the girl you were dating? No, 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 no. I only went on that. This is what they tried to say at the fire station. Oh, yeah, a girl turned you. And, <laughs> and I, just went, I, I just went on a couple of dates. But my, the thing with me is my mind is open to everything. Mm. Every, and I think that's what's important. Just be open to everything. So when she said to me... Um, why didn't you watch this documentary a lot of people are like no 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 I don't know what's that documentary because you know it might make me change or might make me think different and I just think if that's what it does and that's what it's supposed to do mm. you know? so I watched the documentary and I just I was blown away and I, I just thought wow I can't believe at the age of 33 I did not know all this and oh, I actually walk yeah. into the shops and the things started clicking. I, when I was a kid and my mum used to go into the butcher shop, I used to hate going into the butcher shop. I used to hate the smell. I used to hate seeing all the animals. I didn't. Mm. I never used to eat fish as a kid because when my, my dad would buy fish and I'd see the fish in the sink and look at the eye, I just think, oh, that's, that's disgusting. But then, you know, conditioning, indoctrination, you know, you move away from that when you're, you're giving it and the chicken's now coming. I always only ate chicken breasts. I didn't like all the veiny bits, I, you know. So for me, it had to be as far away from looking like what it is, an animal, mm. as mm. possible for me to mm. in, in, in enjoy it. So um, 
So everything just started clicking when I when I watched this documentary and it was an hour and a half long and I watched it again. As soon as it finished, I thought, Edric, you deserve to put yourself through that again. Watched wow. it again, 11 o'clock at night and I just thought to myself, do I think that's right? No. Can I carry on eating meat? No. But I went to bed, woke up in the morning, got rid of every single animal product in the kitchen mm. and that was it. my vegan journey. Beautiful. It, it just, it, it started there. And it was it was hard at first for the first three, four months. My aunt had cancer at the time as well. Um, I didn't really have much of an appetite anyway. Um, but I, I did, I still noticed instant changes, you know, instant changes, like um, mm. internally and mm. externally. Um, and that was all paired with then the spiritual journey that you were going on with, with regard to yoga and meditation. Yeah, and then, it just, it just you know, all tied in perfectly together and it just um it just yeah it just woke me up it woke me up mm. to, to to so much you know and it opened so many doors it's even becoming a vegan you know and you know become a vegan and you know a year later i've got a, a book deal with hay house you know it opened it opened that door and i just yeah it's 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 just done wonders for me and my life and my some of my friends and my clients who I've introduced uh, the lifestyle and helped them with their own transitions. And I don't force anything on anyone. You know, if I found a tree now that was just growing money and anyone, the first thing I'll do is go around to everyone and say, oh my gosh, guys, there's a tree here. Come and get some, come and get some free, come and get some free money. Why? Because, you know, there's something good here that you can benefit from. Whether you come and get it or not, I don't, you know, that's that's your life, that's yeah. your business. But for me, you know, as your I feel duty it's to my, tell people about it. Yes, yeah. yes, that's I do. Beautiful. I feel that's my duty. I thought that's why we're all here. You know, yeah, that's why we're all here to learn, to experience, to to help and support each other. So, you know, I don't want anyone. I said to my family, I'd feel so crap if, you know. If I was a vegan, on my health, a little kick and keeping all the information and knowledge I learned to myself. And then one day my cousin or brother or whoever gets cancer and then they turn around, they start doing the research and learn about plant-based and they say, why didn't you tell me though, bro? Why yeah, didn't you, yeah, why didn't you, yeah. Why didn't you try and tell me? No one can say that because I, I try and tell everyone all the time. I cook for them. I say, I'll help you. Just do one day a week. Just do one, mm. one day a week. I'll come and cook with you. You know, I do as much as I can, but, you know, yeah. whether or not you choose to walk through that door, ultimately, yeah. it's, it's up to you. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I believe we, we've all got to do, you know, what makes us happy. I'd like to believe that one day, you know, one day and one day soon, no animals will be dying and everyone mm. will be vegan, but really can't see that, you know. But then again, my philosophy, my philosophy is, um, you know, I'm a vegan, you know, first, because I believe that we're all living sentient beings who have the right to life. I don't believe that as a human being, I have the right to say that animal can die so I can eat it, regardless of whether, you know, I needed to eat or not. Like, you know, that's another life that doesn't mm -hmm. belong to me, but that's, mm -hmm. that's me, you know? Mm -hmm. And this is something that took me a while to get around to because yeah, absolutely. I was just like, nah, everyone should be vegan. But I can't look at you as a bad person because that's what you believe, you know? Yeah. So for those of us um, 
and and for those of our listeners who might not know the difference because we've used a few different phrases here yeah. yes your book is called the fit vegan but you we've also talked about conscious living we've talked about plant-based so veganism conscious living plant-based are they all the same thing or are they different versions of leaning in that direction because there might be some people saying oh no i'm not a vegan but yeah i have a plant-based diet so like veganism is for me is is is, is a philosophy you know it is not just abstinence um from from animal products it's harmlessness with reverence for life. It's mm. integrity of your word, your thought, and your deed. It's mm. advancement in understanding Beautiful. and truth. You know, so it's, you know, when, when people say, I'm a vegan, 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 it's, it's like, no, you're, you're just, you, you haven't even scratched the surface. It's, it's a way of life. It's a philosophy. Yeah. It's not. It's not just about oh, I eat this. Oh, we're vegan. What, what do you eat? But you know. But do you know? But I understand it. I, I understand. I understand the person whose mentality is like that. I understand the the extremist. You know, but they they both yeah. fall away from consciousness. You know, mm. from from love and and from compassion. Not just compassion for for animals, but compassion and understanding for others. Understanding that. That yes, there's this deep psychology like in this, you know, indoctrination, conditioning. You know, for me, just because it was easy for me to go vegan overnight, and I, I did this when I was 33. So for 33 years, I was a meathead, you know, so mm-hmm. I haven't got them right. Who am I to say to anyone else, like, your vegan journey has to start now? No, mm-hmm. no with love, with compassion, not just for animals, but for you as well. I give you this information and I, and I tell you, I think this will do wonders for your life and make you feel amazing. Try it. I want you to thrive. I want you to try it. This is what I say. But ultimately, you know, everyone's got to do, everyone's going to do what they do. But my thing is, on top is consciousness and just have an open mind. You know, we're so quick to be defensive. Oh, veganism, I just, you don't have to be like that. You know, mm. no one's telling you, do it but there's nothing wrong with like oh hang on let me just look into it you know what do, what do vegans eat oh hang on a minute <laughs> hang on a minute they, they eat 90 percent of what i eat they just don't yeah eat <laughs> you, you know oh my god look at all these yeah. amazing recipes you know yeah yeah oh i had vegan the other day and i didn't feel bloated yeah. and lethargic i felt amazing you know yeah so I, my main thing is just consciousness and just you know just being open to, to try things and yeah. just you know behind all the condition i think it's so important to, mm. to strip back you know and just read and that's what i love about meditation because you know you realize that you know you're, you're not your body you're not your mind and i can just actually strip back and i can find myself you know mm. and what, what do i actually like what do mm. i really want to do with my life what really makes me happy you know so um yeah this is it for me yeah yeah, that's a beautiful process. Yeah, this is the, this, this this is it. I, I think it's all about you know life is all about um, consciousness and you know just fully coming into your own. You know, there are tools out there to do that, and which is why I promote um, a healthy lifestyle. Which is why I promote meditation. Which is why I promote yoga because I think that 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 draws everyone closer to their being and closer to finding out you know, my purpose and who, who am I really? And realizing your superpowers, realizing that you're not just, you know, we're not just here to, to, um, 
you know, go to work and come home and pay bills and raise the kids and send them to school and go on one holiday a year. That's not we're here. We're 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 super beings. You know, we have innate wisdom and intelligence, and you know, we can thrive. There's so much we can do. Everyone can fly. Everyone's so unique. You know, everyone. You know, but is so is this what has um inspired your decision decision for the van life and uh packing up and moving into a van and minimalist living and all of that yeah do you know what definitely like for me death is death is a big part of it you know um i've lost so many people like from from my mom to to uncles and aunts my best friend who died a year before my mom to to people i i met when my best friend was ill in, in hospital that I became friends with who, who they later died and to people I went to college with who died all young and aunts, uncles dying at 50, 48, just all young. And it just, it just made me look at my life and realise that, shit, there's, there's, there's so much that I'm doing right now that isn't important, you know. Like, I've always been kind and, and giving, but... I was still caught up in the material world. I still, you know, always have a nice flashy car and a, and a, and a motorbike and, you know, I'll go out. But it never felt like right to me. You know, I never held too much value on these mm. things. Like if they went or my, I had a motorbike that got stolen and I lost 10,000 pounds, I was just like, oh, okay, it's it's gone. But I was still like caught up. But it's like, I can see the light over there and I'm trying to get it, but there's, so many people around me who live in this world, I always get drawn back in. You yeah, know? we all and that do. Was, yeah. And that was part of my, that was one of the reasons um, about leaving the fire brigade as well. You know, because they say, surround yourself with like-minded people who share your vision. And like, so the fire brigade wasn't that for me. The fire brigade contributed to that culture of just working, working, mm. being a geezer, you know, mm. this is what we do, we're men and we, you know, and, and we work, work, work and we buy stuff and we've got nice cars and we build extensions on our houses. And, and, and it's like, you know, along with the PTSD, with the depression, with 13 years in that environment, I had to get out, you know, mm. I had to get out, not knowing fully what I was going to do yet, I had a book deal with my um, Into the Fire book. I knew mm. I had the Fit Vegan book deal as well coming the year later. But for me, I didn't know if that could sustain me. Or, mm. But I just thought to myself, unless I get out now, you know, I'm never going to get out and I'm, I'm never going to grow. So, Ed, just get out and, and trust in the universe and the universe will provide. And that's one of my biggest take-homes as well. We create our reality, you know. I always say to people, beware the power of your words. When you say, oh, I can't, I can't do this, or I can't do that, oh yeah, but that will never happen. Or, or look at money as something that's scarce and, and hard to get. That's exactly what it will be. It will be scarce, it will be mm. hard to get. You won't be able to do that because you've said you can't do that. But become, yeah. I can. Become, become, I am, I'm doing this. Become, I trust in the universe. I really yeah. wholeheartedly, Give gratitude, you know. When I just find when you wake up in the morning, every morning, and the first thing you do, I do, I lie on my bed and I put my hand on my heart and I give gratitude for something, for many things. But I don't just give it, I don't just say it, I feel it. Mm. You know, I imagine my life without it. 
so that I really feel it. So if I'm given gratitude for food, I imagine myself starving on the street with nothing to eat and then someone just came and give me food and that gratitude i feel in that moment is the gratitude mm. i'll now feel in that morning and that's how it works you know so yeah I just, you share a lot of, of, of great things on your social media about um the importance of a morning routine and and setting yourself up um for the day and that's one of the practices so thank you for sharing it with our audience in case they haven't seen your work um, yeah. on social media that's a it really works. really great takeaway really great tip that they can they can already incorporate after listening to you sharing it so what's next edric what's next on the cards for you and there's already been such a journey such transformation such growth such transition what on earth is next so right (laughs) so so, so right now as it as it stands i'm loving life i'm traveling i'm teaching um yoga and training and doing nutrition plans for for clients and you know new clients online through my website through through my um social media people reaching out on me out for me but you know as i said about the universe i've got something in the pipeline now that you know i, I don't want to discuss it now but it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 something that i've asked the universe for that and the universe has 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 granted something that will basically allow me to i've never been I, with even with social media my my posting is sporadic you know it's it's like i i try and be in the moment and it's like mm. i want to be in the moment but at the same time i, I want to inspire people and, and give people this I, i'm always like start stop start stop and mm. i hate i hate the cell you know i hate trying to yeah you know, yeah, yeah. No, whatever it is i i hate doing it myself you know i just yeah. want to help people and give but I've got something on the side now that is really going to allow me to I want to be able to to give the people who need it the most like meditation yoga nutrition I want to be able to give that for like a donation if you've got nothing you can still access it you know amazing because you need it you know so for me I said to the universe give me a way to make money in abundance so I can do this for donations, I don't have to worry about mm. finances, and and you know the, the universe is is providing right now. So wow! I thank you know I thank the universe, and you know for me, you know, money is not about you know I've got everything I need, and I've always had everything. I need. Everything I need is inside me, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to pay bills, and I need to put fuel in my car, and I, I need to eat, but that's that doesn't cost me a lot for me now. My purpose, my mission is just to to give back, to help others, and not just to give you stuff, but to help you help yourself, you know, to mm. realise your powers and to reconnect with your body's innate wisdom. So that's what I'll always be doing, you know, every day through my life, through my social media, through meeting people, and, you know, the journey will continue, yeah. Amazing. Well, I, I for one, cannot wait to see what's next. I'm looking forward to being part of this journey with you, Edric, and following following your growth and following all the amazing things you have to share with us. Yeah, no, no, great. Sorry, I, I really enjoy it. I enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for having me. And, and, and now I know it was you. I can follow you back and watch your journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. amazing. Thank you so much, Edric. It's been, it's been really awesome to talk to you. For more information about the Wellbeing Festival, visit mindbodyspirit.co.uk. Today's episode was sponsored by Larabar. I've been your host, Pavani Vyas, and this episode was produced by Josh Roberts and our sound engineer, Aaron Milliken. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back very soon.